to the shitty cable. Somebody That's... sabotaged me. <laughs> oh man, you must be working for uh, Russia, dude. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Same cable, huh? You didn't upgrade. You just uh, keep trying to roll with this new one. No good. No, huh? I got two different kinds. Wow, both are a bust. So I got these. Um, the adapters I got. They uh, did produce the sound a little bit stronger, so I just had to adjust and uh, check my levels. And then I, I had was... everything down. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's you... just and, and like you were super. I had to turn the volume on the phone down to get you to t- go down in my fucking ear. Oh man, sounds so, complicated. I think wow. they know it's a knockoff. <laughs> oh, Apple does. They're onto your yeah. Uh, the, the, the phone knows. So get the <laughs> fuck out of here with this. Well, they know. They not only does it listen to you, it's watching you, and uh, it's sees what you ordered, right? You got it on the app. Everything's there. Yeah. Oh, so it knew it was coming. It fucking updated itself while I was sleeping before the package even got here. Exactly. <laughs> sabotage. Sabotage, y'all. It's sabotage. <laughs> it reminds me of that trapper that Cartman gets in South Park, and then it. <laughs> trapper keeper and then it becomes like a life form of its own and a guy from the future and comes the, like well they actually morph into one life form <laughs> that's right Car- yeah. cartman and the trapper <laughs> what a great episode the, yeah, the guy days. from the future yeah man <laughs> came back in time using terminator rules that's right my man yeah good stuff that kind of time travel rule does that work or is there the dumbest rule i ever heard we invented a machine that's right we invented this machine that could send things back in time oh yeah but can't do anything electric or uh, (laughs) electronic unless it has a coating of human flesh oh yeah you need the biology man wasn't that what the rule was or there you know that's interesting i'm not familiar with the rule i think the whole deal was Skynet creates these uh, robots that can kill people. The human survivors find one, reprogram it, and give it a human-like exoskeleton or um, you know, a human-like flesh thing to uh, you know, uh, fit in when it goes back in time. Right. That's why they had to use the dogs. But I was under the assumption that was why they came back naked and they couldn't bring guns. That is a good call. And yeah, you're right. Uh, because that stuff, what, just doesn't make it through. It has to because we can't we can't figure out a way to get the gun in, but we could send this robot because he's covered in human flesh. That, like uh, that makes no sense. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you have to ground all that electricity somehow with the humanity. But he has no humanity. He just has skin. Mike, come on. We all cried at the end when he gives the thumbs up when he's going down <laughs> in the lava. The man became human. You tell me he wasn't human, bro. <laughs> He's more human than you right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so Terminator makes no sense time travel wise. Does Back to the Future make any sense or no? Oh, what else? Oh, flawless. I, I can't find a hole. <laughs> it's considered sound the- sound logic. Considered the perfect script. So <laughs> why else would you make a a car out of stainless steel. <laughs> DeLorean had to be onto something. <laughs> it's the dumbest idea ever. 
He wasn't on to something. He was on something, and it was cocaine. And the guy <laughs> ended up oh, going yeah. down for it, I believe. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we're talking sabotages to start the show. I think Mike just got a sabotage there with the telephone ring, actually. Jesus Christ, you can't go fucking 30 <laughs> seconds without reason. somebody fucking calling. You forget to turn off that phone, it's it. You're, you're, you're reminded five minutes and 30 seconds into the cast. <laughs> is it even telemarketers anymore, or is it just, you know, the popularity of your roommate? It's my roommate. Too popular. Too Always partying. Right. Too, too many people to catch up with. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to jump into it because I find this fascinating, a little buried. I could only find it one place, Mike, and one place only. You know the drill, people. It's time to hydrate, all right? Don't say that I didn't <laughs> warn you, all right? Uh, but we're going to dive deep into something, Mike, you called immediately, and we've been saying since day one, pretty obvious stuff. Let's roll. The Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist Seymour Hersh has accused the United States of sabotaging the Nord Stream pipelines, which were built to carry natural gas from Russia to Europe. The pipelines were severely damaged last September in a series. She always sounds so thirsty. Did you hear so her? Thirsty. Yeah, so I heard it. It was <laughs> just the word pipeline. She's like, oh, my God, water. <laughs> you heard her like swallow or attempt to there's no saliva in that thing man it's going yeah i don't know what's going on and she talks for a living for 40 years <laughs> hydrate she's done baby. this for 40 years and she hasn't learned to hydrate beforehand can we get amy a beer or something come on man it makes it a little <laughs> more fun i'm telling you the pipelines were severely damaged last September in a series of underwater explosions. And it, she's extra thirsty. We're talking about underwater explosions. Yes, water this, water that. Well, who's teasing her with this story? Bring in the, the Hispanic guy. What's his name? It was probably raining outside the studio as they're doing the clip. It's unbelievable. You know what's funny is I've listened to that show for 10 years. I still don't know how to say the other lady's name. Nor I don't know if it's like Nor... Amici, or if it's Nora Michi, whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, good call. I Like, they always just say, and now we go to our correspondent, Nora Michi. Nora Michi. Uh, okay, can you say that no, so it, that an American can understand? You know, that's just a cool name. Uh, the names that roll like that, I'm a big fan of those names. Where you don't it know. Is cool, right? Yeah, there's a lot of famous dudes like that. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. It I, would be awesome if she was just like the Indian Cher. <laughs> like maybe she just has one name <laughs> you know like seal <laughs> seal oh man seal who's talking about seal dude i uh one of my employees the other day rocking some jams on the phone while they're doing their paperwork and seal comes on kiss by rose no the other Seal jam. <laughs> the other seal. Yes, the other hot jam of seals. We all know what it is. And uh actually which one is? I don't know. All I know is Kiss <laughs> by Rose. That's the only one you got? That's all I, I got. It's funny, I don't think I know the name, but I'm sure if I look up Seal, it'll be the second one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got a short catalog. I think it's this guy right here. Let me see here. Let's skip ahead on it. Yeah, crazy. No one ever gonna yeah. 
I've never heard this before. Oh, this is one of the hottest jams, man. Yeah, dude. So that he was jamming it. Okay. And I was okay, like, I'll take your word for it. I turn around after the song kind of narrowed its conclusion, and I said, you know, they don't write them like they used to. And he goes, No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. They don't they don't do them like Seal used to, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's true. And speaking of seals, they live underwater, Mike, probably nearby <laughs> where the sabotage of a lifetime happened in the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, man. Hey, Come on, Amy. Amy, take us there and please, for the love of God, drink some water. Damage last September in a series of underwater explosions in the Baltic Sea. In a self-published piece on his new Substack page, Seymour Hirsch alleges the sabotage was carried out by the U.S. Navy, which he says planted remotely triggered explosives during NATO exercises last summer. With dude, I think we joked about this, like with scuba divers going down with bombs and like <laughs> yeah, the Pollock on the beach. <laughs> yeah. we, we did we, this. I, we, Amy, you should listen to Dude Man. He'd be more informed. We made this joke five months ago. Helping Norway's military and secret service. Hirsch alleges President Joe Biden authorized the sabotage. Hirsch cited a single unnamed source, quote, with direct knowledge of the operational planning. Great way uh, right here to get rid of Joe Biden. Throw him under the bus. Make him an international yeah. criminal. Hey, look, folks, he had dementia. He didn't know what he was saying. We got to get rid of him. 25th Amendment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Yeah, they throw... See, Trump, they thought they got him. They put him in federal prison. Biden goes to international. <laughs> With Hunter. It's perfect. <laughs> they can go together. Unquote. A White House spokesman. The real question is, will Joe get 10% of Biden's sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the big guy. I know. I know what you're saying. <laughs> he should get 10% of everything. <laughs> Good and bad. Good and bad. Direct knowledge of the operational planning, unquote. A White House spokesperson described the report as complete fiction, while the CIA called it completely and utterly false. The <laughs> Foreign Ministry also denied the claims. Seymour Hersh's report comes to... They also said Hunter's laptop was fucking Russian disinformation. <laughs> That's right, man. That's all false, uh, man. <laughs> hey, let's believe these guys. <laughs> it's the uh, My Cousin Vinny defense. Everything that guy just said is bullshit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Beautiful. Don't, don't forget the thank you. He does After, say thank you. Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs, Victoria Newland made these remarks during a Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing on the war in Ukraine. I am, and I think the administration is very gratified to know that Nord Stream 2 is now, as you like to say, a hunk of metal at the bottom of the sea. In December, the New York Times reported Russia had begun expensive repairs on the pipeline, a move which has raised questions about Western claims that Russia had bombed its own pipeline. The sabotage <laughs> of the Nord Stream pipelines released yeah. 150,000 tons of methane yeah. gas into the atmosphere. Making they bombed it themselves and then spent billions of dollars trying to fix it up. Two jackasses on a stupid fucking podcast figured this out like a year ago, man. Like The yeah. minute it happened. The minute it happened. I literally woke up sitting on the shitter morning i read it in the oh oh we blew it up <laughs> yeah, it was us that was us <laughs> Pipe bomb blew up in the bottom of the sea yeah it's us who else 
could do it without us knowing. Also, it definitely wasn't the place who makes money off of it. So <laughs> I'm going to exclude Russia from the list. <laughs> I'm going to exclude two people. The guy making the money off of it and the guy who's desperately in need of the oil it's providing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dude. So I'll tell you what, it's not Germany and it's not <laughs> Russia. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't the Polacks like you tried to pull off there a few months back. They don't even have access. <laughs> Would they fly their submarine into the fucking sea? <laughs> oh, man. So- uh, it's insane. It's insane. But there's nobody could have done it without us knowing. We would know who did it. Exactly. The fact that they don't know who did it tells you it's us. How convenient we were doing war games or whatever, or enactments or drills, that we're always doing the drills and then the real thing takes place. Take a look at 9-11. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just can't wait to hear the uh, or see the movie that comes out. It'll be a Netflix special. Fi- <laughs> yeah, when they finally release it and they're going to do like the whole SEAL Team 6, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's going to be great watching them introduce all the uh, BIPOC and LGBTQ BLT sandwich people characters <laughs> into all the roles, right? Even though it makes no Just sense. What military is now. We got to ham fist some checkboxes here, folks. <laughs> ham fist. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw the funniest thing uh, today where this chick was trying to explain. That uh, she is LGBTQ. Nice. It was really funny because she's trying to claim she's LGBTQ because she's supposedly a lesbian. All right. Right? Yeah, man. But she's married to a a woman who transitioned into a man. So she's so she's so she's saying her husband is a man. Oh yeah, but she is a lesbian. That's right. Well, then why'd you marry a man? <laughs> but you're married to a man. <laughs> that gets so complicated, and yes. I feel sorry for people who have to live in that world. That's like a self-created mental prison. That you've just surrounded oh, yeah. yourself in, and you just like now have to be hyper focused on all the words everybody uses and you yourself use in order to get everything right all the time. That is exhausting. You know what it is? Is you're just not an interesting person, and you have nothing to talk about at parties. So yes, that's right. You've now created a situation where everywhere you go, you're just going to spend thirty minutes explaining your. Your lesbian husband. And this is a huge byproduct of people not having kids, right? People have kids. All they do is talk about their kids. All these people now don't have kids. Yeah, they no, got they, the- had, they, had, they had kids. Oh. Oh. Two, two, wow. two kids. They did the thing where it's like, you know, you, oh. could, take, like, you could take the egg from one, put it oh, in the man. other. Then you have two kids, one with one egg, one with the other egg, with oh. donor sperm. Oh, I got you. Wow. See, still crazy. And I, it's not. That's what I'm saying, dude. We could spend a whole podcast just explaining. It's, it's, that's like you're not an interesting person who had to make something interesting about yourself. This is the best you can do. <laughs> right? It's, it's very complicated. And all I can think is, I guess I feel fortunate that I 
didn't take time out of my life to overcomplicate how people talk about me <laughs> and how I think about it. You can call yourself whatever you want, but as soon as you leave the room, every dude in there is like, yo, you see that hairy chick? <laughs> <laughs> that there lady fella seemed a little angry. <laughs> Am I the only one that lost him? That my husband's a lesbian, <laughs> dude. The whole thing, the whole sandwich community, and everything involved is exhausting. Just to like hear about and listen to, and then they're forcing it on everybody. Nobody wants it, and I just feel bad for the people who think that they must live the the rest of their lives hyper focused on <clears throat> such superficial things. Really? Yeah, they won't. They won't, though. I think it's starting to fade. I think people are growing out of it. Oh, Mike, not only are they growing out of it, but they're getting fired for it. Some breaking news on another big tech company and media company slashing people's jobs today. Disney says that's going to cut 7,000 people, about 3% of its whole workforce. We don't know which departments are going to get hit, but the company says it's part of a broader... Let me... I'm going to throw out a guess here. I'm guessing it's one of the departments responsible for She-Hulk and putting the lesbian scene in Doctor Strange. Just gonna guess. <laughs> I'm guessing when you go through the offices, the programmer who's keeping the system running is gonna stay. He's good. The guy who's counting lesbian kisses in movies, he's gonna go. I believe, or at least I hope, we are witnessing the end, or the beginning of the end, of the check box world that we have oh uh, dude you're about it's gonna look like a fucking skittles factory blew up there's gonna be so much col- colored hair leaving that fucking disney headquarters dude. <laughs> like, literally every f- with a nose piercing and colored hair you're gone you're pretty much useless <laughs> oh man you're right on the money it's uh <laughs> it's gonna be very sad what's uh well it's sad what's taking place because Let's say for one side of the aisle, the left side, and look, this is the the ultimate go woke, go broke, man. We've been preaching this for two years now, and slowly the trickling is happening. I this all started about a year ago with Netflix, if you recall. Remember the yeah when they when they started dropping all the yes they stopped stopped uh what green lighting all those fun new movies and shit. Well, People were complaining. They got rid of the you know, borderline kitty porn that they were putting out there uh, and all the other nonsense that they had. And the, um, yeah, the ham-fisting of the woke stuff started to end there. You know, I do got to give them credit as much as I hate to. Daily Wire is is partially the reason because they're the ones that really called the bluff of, like, Hollywood and everything. And how so? Like, what did they... Uh, because like, Hollywood just always, you know, it was, if you don't like it, go make your own movies. I don't have $100 million. Right? Yeah. And the Daily Wire actually did grow a... a um, they kind of did grow their own industry, their own kind of, like, sub-industry. And, you know what I mean? And they they have just like took a... advantage of the right-wing people who didn't want that bullshit. If, if there, <laughs> my point is, if there was no Daily Wire, I mean, would they really feel the pressure they're feeling?
interesting call. I know that Daily Wire now has its own mini media empire, and I haven't really been kind of paying attention to them too much. I know that because you know what scared Disney is not the uh, the kids. Yes, because Republican parents are not going to fuck around. They're going to let their kids watch the Daily Wire kids program. Well, that's what I was actually going to ask you. Have you? seen anything about this or read about it what's the deal with their kid programming i know they kind of went down that route is daily wire gonna do like a streaming thing or is that what they're already doing to be honest with you i don't know but i think it was just the threat that really scared disney because i think disney saw how much of a chunk mainstream media lost with the adults you know what i mean oh yeah they were just like we can't we can't have somebody come in Well, you know. adults found alternative programming through podcasts and YouTube and streaming services. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. other, like, Infowars and Blaze TV, and there's all this other stuff out there that adults can go to. The fact that, and Daily Wire, and the fact that <clears throat> these places are now getting into the kids' entertainment stuff to probably give more, I would assume, Christian oriented or based, you know, material or stuff that's kind of, uh, you know, aligned with the right ideology. Yeah, I don't think they're going to... I mean, it's not going to be like a Veggie Tales, but it is going to, you know... Well, look at all the I kids. The, the, way, they t- the way they talk about it is just going back to like... Dude, just go back to Sesame Street teaching letters and numbers. Big Bird should never be talking about George Floyd. <laughs> or uh, LGBTQ BLT sandwich community. Like, that BLT should never sa- happen. Yes. Because no kid on on Sesame Street should be changing their gender or even talking about gay or whatever. You know what I mean? They're not old enough. It's counting numbers and reciting ABCs. I thought that's what it was always supposed to be. Easy as one, two, three, Frank. (laughs) That's right. Even Michael Jackson knew it. (laughs) And Mike, he also... Loved all the little boys. Come on over, little boys. <laughs> I just thought about that, yeah. Not the best example, but... <laughs> we can go... Come on over, we'll take off our clothes it's and count all the It's kind of sad. Them. The left has gone so far. I would be happy if they would just treat children like Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's playtime. If we could get to Michael Jackson. <laughs> Come on, little boys. <laughs> just the little boys. Sorry, little girls. Hee-hee. <laughs> If, you, if we could just get to Michael Jackson level treatment, you can still rape him just to a level where we can't prove it. <laughs> One, two, three, ABC, little boy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, follow me. <laughs> Pretty young thing. <laughs> How is that song still out there? We've canceled everything. But we thought Pretty Young Thing? No, that's all right. I can't cancel Michael. He was the original <laughs> tranny. <laughs> Dude, I read something recently on Michael when he he had the incident with his hair. His hair like got caught on fire doing oh, the yeah. uh, Pepsi commercial, yeah. and then that was around the time, <clears throat> like right after Thriller and what uh, have you. He was noticing the skin condition that he had, and how that like derailed his life, and all this stuff. And then he just opted in for the full on. I'm I'm doing the skin coloring and. Uh, and then the nose surgeries, which I think is <laughs> totally changed his appearance. Pretty crazy. It's amazing how he looked at the end. It's a transformation, man. Yeah. I gotta <laughs> say, you know, it's like, a trans something. He went through some sort of transformation there. I mean, 
The dude from the 80s, definitely not the dude in the 90s. Crazy stuff. Yeah. And the public, <clears throat> the international public, this guy was the biggest star in the fucking world, man. Everyone just was like, yeah, it's Michael Jackson. Not, like, it was that, it just accepted. Yeah, that's crazy. It's an insane level of fame. It's just kind of, I, I wonder what that would be like now. I guess, I mean, are, <laughs> would Michael be considered a, a transracialist? No, because black men can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah, good call. You're right. <laughs> they even get away with wearing purple. <laughs> I think uh, black dudes, they, they look good in purple. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. They, they wear it and they look good. Everybody yeah. else looks gay. They look good in pink. I've seen, like, LeBron James wear pink. He looks pretty fashionable. Uh, they look okay. That's pushing it. That's pushing it, dude. Pink is too far. No, you're a, you're no on the pink. No on the pink. What about no? Well, it's not pink. It's called salmon, I believe. The men oh, wear salmon. Oh get yeah, come on, Mike, get hip with the terms, my man. What are you fucking <laughs> uh, Charles or no? What's the guy from Fresh Prince? <clears throat> uh, his uh, what the the, the the younger guy that does the dance, the Carlton. Carlton, dude. <laughs> Carlton's a fashionable dude, really. It's funny, he was like nerdy in the 90s sitcom world, but nowadays he's kind of, he looks good, I think. No? I Maybe I gotta I got see a picture. You definitely need to see a picture. He, he, uh, he's a funny guy, Carlton. <laughs> uh, well, I brought oh, him... Dude, you know what? How did we get here from fucking Nord Stream Pipeline? We never even finished that. Oh, you're right, man. Oh, we were in Disney layoffs. We finished the pipeline. Did we? Yeah. America did it. <laughs> America did it. We went to that. We went to Woke Town. Disney firing people. And now we're here. Hmm. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So Woke is gone. Woke is over. Woke is gone. We're talking fashion. We're talking suits. We're talking black dudes wearing pink and purple, <laughs> which is my favorite topic in the world because it leads me to, Mike, <laughs> history was made this week. I don't know if you were watching the game. I was definitely watching the game. I have so much to run down, it, down with you on it because I know you love him. I love him. We got to see him play live. By play, we, I mean sit on his throne. We're talking LeBron James, folks. Finally tonight here, the, the king of the court. Making the history, worst. LeBron James with our Michael Strahan. LeBron James, a shot in history. It's a record many thought would never be broken. The all-time NBA scoring record. But LeBron James changed that last night. What does that mean to you? I've had goals throughout my whole career, you know, on, 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 on the court. I never, ever was like... I want to break the all-time scoring record. I, I, it's never, ever been a thought of mine. And the fact that I, I'm really, I'm, I'm like, it took you 40 right years. It is, it's, <laughs> it's an incredible record. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but it took you so long. All right, go ahead. To be fair, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was dominating when it was a bunch of white dudes. Uh, 
Okay. LeBron okay. is playing in the era of everyone is six seven and just a monster. Of brother, yeah, he's like a six eight black guy, and he's tiny out there. That's what I'm saying. LeBron's not the biggest dude out there anymore, and he's dominating. I wa- I've watched him this year. He is having an incredible year, actually. It's unfortunate he's on such a a shitty team. They might still make the play in, but they're garbage compared to the other teams, especially after the trades that just unfolded. Uh, Kyrie Irving just went to the Mavs, and uh, Durant just got traded to the Suns, so the West is stacked, uh, definitely threatening the Nuggets' chance. I, I still believe no one stops the Nuggets, but mm. uh, still, it's unfortunate because at 38 years old, LeBron is unreal to watch when he plays for real. You know, Mike, yeah. you know how he is when the camera's not focused on him and he's... Yeah, he looks great in the highlights. He looks yeah. great in the highlights and the highlights are looking good. But uh, he surpassed this record. I actually think it is very impressive considering, again, the era he plays in and the uh, the elite level of all the play around him, to be fair. I think Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, people in the 70s and 80s era, they got to dominate against people that probably wouldn't have even made it into the NBA in this time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, I'll give you that. That's, my, you that's that. my give to LeBron. That's true. That was at a time where we, like, we didn't even have Europeans. Dude, <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain created the Skyhook. Well, no, no, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? I think he's the, the Skyhook guy. Anyways, there were moves back then that if you watch the film, man, these dudes, like, nobody's blocking them. <laughs> they're, like, they're barely they're, moving. They it's have, weird. like, a clear shot at the bat. It's unbelievable. These, these dudes were just absolutely dominant because the game hadn't caught up to them yet because they were revolutionizing the game. Yeah, good call. And LeBron is playing the game at a time when everyone is a monster. It's incredible. There are guys that are seven foot that are... Joel Embiid, he's literally draining threes, and he's like seven three or whatever. It's insane. <laughs> you know, like, Damn, yeah. If you could be like a wow, he's a center that dominates in the paint, like absolutely dominates. But then if he, you know, gets a dish out on the, you know, in, in three point land, he's gonna drain it, man. No problem. Like he's yawning it in. <laughs> you know, like, well, because he's already standing. Man, that's crazy. Imagine if Shaq could shoot threes like Steph Curry. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, there's no stopping him. That's the NBA now. So, like, <laughs> LeBron, hats off to the man for dominating in that in this era, honestly. I blow him. And what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be that all my teammates and the people that played against me know I played the game the right way, and I competed at a high level. I never cheated the game. I never cheated a game. I never cheated a process. But for me, off the floor, I think me having my own school in my hometown, me inspiring kids all over the world, being active in politics at times or social justice, those are the things that I hope people talk about as well because those are things that last forever. Breaking a record nearly 40 years old. Congrats, LeBron, and thanks, Michael. All right. Thanks, Michael. Um, so... I, <laughs> Dude, he is such okay. a prick. I buttered did you hear up. About the, <laughs> tell did us you hear me. about the ticket sales? <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> you fucking worthless piece of garbage been averaging 20 fucking points a game. Right? That's right. So everybody thought it was going to be the next game. 
They said somebody bought a ticket for fifty thousand dollars. They were going for seventy five grand for Thursday night because it would have been better <laughs> Thursday night because uh, what's his name played for Milwaukee and the Lakers. It would have been incredibly historic. <laughs> it was on national TV. Let, no. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Michael would have done it on the right day. He would have done it on the right day. Yes, that and I'm glad you brought up Michael because I watched it live. LeBron scores the the basket right. I thought, oh, great, cool. They, he turns around, puts his arms to the sky, and they stop the game for 10 minutes. And what? Yes, dude. They stop the fucking game for 10 minutes, and his family comes on the court. They do a speech with Adam Silver, and it's... <laughs> in the middle of the in game? In the middle of, dude, it's third quarter. It's the fucking third the quarter. Fuck dude, I'm not kidding. It's the fucking third quarter. Shut and the fuck up. Teams have to just go sit on the sideline and watch this fucking no, third no, And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No oh, way. Yes. Oh, LeBron's... He's okay, like, hold on. Oh, no way. No way. No way. No way. No yes, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. When they came back, they had no time. Timeouts left, right? No, it had to be all their timeouts. It was like nothing happened. Back to the game. No like, no, way. I'm not making this up. It was unbelievable. I was screaming at the team. And then why you had to wait for the guy to clean up the confetti on the fucking oh, stage? What the fuck? No, are you kidding me? It took him 10 minutes extra to wipe up LeBron's tears after he hugged everybody and fucking <laughs> cried like a baby. It was the most pathetic fucking shit I've ever seen. Are you kidding me? You're the king? No way. The king? Oh my god. Oh, dude. So I watched. I saw this. the clip, dude. I thought that was in the. I thought that was a, there's no way that was in the middle of the game. 10. No, it was in the middle of the game, dude. Third quarter. It was the fucking third quarter, dude. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> dude, there was like 45 seconds left in the third quarter. You still have quarter. Did they win it? Oh, they better have. Could you imagine if you lost? They lost the game. LeBron. No! LeBron. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's the fucking icing on the game. Oh, no. They lost by three points. Oh, no. Fucking losers. The fucking losers, man. Oh, you celebrated for 10 minutes and then you lost the game? Yes, you pussy. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, what a bum. <laughs> Le what fucking a bum. bum, dude. Oh, shit. What a bum. <laughs> Oh my god, you lost the game. I'm not kidding. I was fucking... Of, of course you lost after my that. Of course. What? Of course, those guys came back so hungry from the on the other team. They had to watch you celebrate for ten minutes? Bro, Give a speech? He only scored two more points after that. Of course. Dude, I watched it, and then I was like, you know what? That was the <laughs> to be lamest... Fair, this, to be fair, this 38-year-old man did score 38 points in an, M- in an NBA game. Not only You're that, bummed. Mike, it's not even that. He scored, <laughs> he scored 38,000 points in his career and is the all-time greatest. Like, no one's going to surpass him in a long time. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. But, however... I put my money on a little shake. However, I watched and I was like, this is pathetic. I can't believe this. Like, I truly believe if it was Michael, right, he would have said, we're going to, you know, no, I don't want to stop the game. We're going we're gonna to play through. Of course, dude, and they didn't st- stop games back then. Dude, how stone cold would it have been if LeBron just did it and the, and maybe call a timeout and he could do a wave to the crowd? They could do it a little announcement on the Go Megatron. in, slap hands with all your teammates, do get a, a little do a quick, quick one in the timeout you know? and then hit the floor and keep playing and then score another 10 points and just fucking dominate, man. Have one of the games of your uh, life. No, dude, it would have been so much better. Just do the gay little, you know, kiss your fingers, put yes. it to the sky, oh, thank yeah, God, exactly. and then just go thank back God. play D. Exactly. Oh, that's, that would have been, you know, you know, 
You know who used to always say it? Uncle Guy, man, it stuck with me. Act like you've been here before. Yes! Yes, right? man! Yes, act like you've, dude! Act like you've, you've done this yes! before. Yes! You've, you know? you've won f- fucking championships, man. Like, I get it. You yeah, broke yeah. a record, but I see you guys break records all the time in sports. They play on, man. Plus, there's two teams here. You just made this whole game about you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly where I was going to go with this. So, so LeBron, in this interview, talks about how he wants his teammates and everybody to remember how he never cheated the game and all this stuff. And he, but he, The teammates you left in five different cities? <laughs> <laughs> you, have te- you have more teammates scattered around than fucking, what's that black guy with all the kids? <laughs> Uh, Nick Cannon. Oh, Nick Cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm not kidding, man. I watched this just in shock and awe. I was like, wow, dude, you're (laughs) pathetic, man. You are, it's, it's the LeBron show. That's why the Lakers suck this year. That's why your team sucks. That's why you guys... uh, that's it's all about you, man. You're so selfish. It was, it was never the Michael show. It was never the Michael show. It was. It's all about LeBron. It's LeBron. Yeah, so dude, pathetic, bummed. dude. I was you just like, all right. Bummed. You know what? Retire. Build more schools. That's awesome. You do that. Use your wealth to help low-income communities. I think that's really kick-ass. LeBron, you could probably even run for politics at some point because you're so woke and people love. But you, you. teach a school. Oh, you build a school where you can you can learn how to not be a bum. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't believe it watching it, and all I could think about is all these greats. And what's funny is, before it happened, I read an article about uh, was it Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Is that who he passed up? I keep uh, confusing him with Will yeah. Chamberlain. Yeah. So it was about how. Um, eccentric and bizarre he was they interviewed pat riley and pat riley said you know we would be back then in the 70s stretching meant standing in a circle for 15 minutes while everyone told hilarious stories and we busted each other's chops you know and then he said you'd look over and you'd see kareem uh bending himself in a pretzel you know like doing yoga and you know everyone would make fun of him but he was way ahead of his time. You know, he was, uh, he did all these things that just gave him longevity and helped his career, which is why he was able to play for so long and get that original scoring record. And LeBron kind of followed very similar body keeping practices, except more modernized stuff with the cryogenics and all that stuff. Oh no, LeBron had a big, LeBron had the policy of preserve energy, preserving his energy. But anyways, uh, it talks about how when Kareem, uh, when he got the final points, you know, and had the scoring record, it, there was no, there's very little to no fanfare. The game carried on, you know, the points occurred, but the game continued. And, right. and you know, it, it just, it, it was just a thing that happened. And I was just watching the LeBron show and I thought, this is, this is a circus, man. You've made it the WWE, and you're the Rock. Congratulations. God, it's terrible. You know, this is not even remember, a game. Uh, remember Dan Marino? Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> Dan Marino was just the hero in darkness. Like, you would just come, you'd just wake up Monday morning, and on the news, they'd be like, hey, Dan Marino broke a record. Nobody knew about it. You know what I mean? 
it's just a thing that should happen. You know, we grew up at a time when these, uh, you know, athletics and sports, it's a team process. It's a team game. And so, you know, individual records were things that came with greatness, but it wasn't something that was meant to be celebrated outside of the, you know what I mean? Or amongst with the team. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to just kind yeah, of celebrate, celebrate individually. After exactly. After the game. To stop the game. For 10 minutes so you could cry, hug your family, do a speech with Adam Silver, the commissioner. <laughs> you know, like, dude, you've made a mockery of the game. You've made a fool of yourself. I kind of think this is the silliest thing I've ever seen in basketball, actually. And it's unfortunate. I think it was in that, I think it was in that uh, facing Nolan, right? Oh, yeah. Was it facing Nolan? I think it was a facing Nolan when he he broke a record. I like specifically remember it. he broke a record, and the announcers were talking about it, and they were like, "That's a record." And then they talked about how he's he's just the next batter came up, or no, it was like in the middle of a batter. It might have been strikes or something. And uh, I just remember the announcers going, "Do you think he knows?" And the other guy goes, "Every pitcher knows his numbers. He knows. He's just not." <laughs> He's just not showing it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Right? Stone cold, baby. Hell yeah. I remember them talking and him saying, do you think he knows? And the guy says, of course he knows. Lame. And LeBron's a lame dude. It's lame. We watched And LeBron, you're playing at a time when the fucking game is rigged. <laughs> Frank, I gotta give you credit, man. You're on mainstream now. Oh you're, yeah? Uh, Hell your, yeah conspiracy, man. your conspiracy theories are on one of the Jimmies. Uh, I can't remember. One of the gay Jimmies on nighttime. Uh, oh, Flat Moon Flat- Theory? I knew it was gonna go mainstream. The rigged uh M- you always said NBA is rigged, it's WWE. It is, uh, well, I wasn't the original person to say that, actually. It was, Mah- uh, uh, Magani, I can't think of his name, McGonaghy. Uh, it was the ref who got busted in the 90s. The only one, yeah. right? The only guy who was betting on the NBA. But the he, one. He, he claimed it was, uh, like one step away from WWE. Well, dude, this is Bill Burr on Jimmy Fallon or Kimmel. I can't remember. One of the Jimmys. One of the Jimmys. You got a clip for him, Mike? This is the NBA is sort of low-key rigged. Yeah, and why you- does that surprise any NBA fan? I don't know how many times you can watch a game, a team goes up by 20, and then all of a sudden, uh, ticky-tack, foul, ticky-tack, foul. They're in the penalty. The other team's going through the line. Their job's to get it down to about 5-7 to seven at halftime. <laughs> and then an ESPN talking head then comes on and goes, I'll tell you right now, I'm really concerned about that team that used to be up by 20 and it's now only up by five and it gives you this idea oh well, what's gonna happen i've said it is rigged forever and when a mobbed up ref came out you know people yeah. still still ah it's just one guy just one guy jimmy yeah just one guy right wow. and i also think <laughs> dude that's yeah. hilarious <clears throat> he's right on the money and I also... Dude, it (laughs) always gets down to within 10 points at the half. (laughs) Right? 
There's a lot of interesting ways that the NBA is rigged. He's right on the money. One of the big ones is a big tell that you know the game is going to go a certain way is a main player, a big, uh, let's say, a center or someone um, suddenly gets slapped with three bizarre fouls pretty quickly in the first half. Well, now they're going to be on a minute's restriction. That's going to incredibly. That's going to have a an impact on the game, and then maybe you hit him with one or two more. <clears throat> you know he's not going to be there in crunch time when you really need him, right? Right. So now some foul calls that happened in the first and second quarter that nobody was really paying attention to have dramatic effect on the fourth quarter, and how the and what the outcome score you know the final score is, and so. Now, right, Sacramento was supposed to win by eight points, but they only win by you know, four or five. It's all rigged. All professional sports. Totally rigged. I all 100% believe that. <clears throat> I watched the game where the Chiefs got in to the Super Bowl, which is uh, this weekend, and I literally <clears throat> looked at him and I said, this shit is fucking rigged. <laughs> like, I don't even want to watch it. I already know he's going to win the Super Bowl. This is bullshit. So you think uh, LeBron went to Epstein's Island and that's why they let him be a hero? <clears throat> no, I think <laughs> sports have, um, you need your heroes and then the, you know, they pick the right ones or they pick the ones they think are uh, going to make money. Mm. And, you know, they roll with it. So that's how you get Tom Brady. You know, you get marketable people. And you need to know how to play the game. So I think it's a, a multifaceted thing. You got to be charismatic. You got to be willing to do the commercials. When it comes to basketball, you got to be willing to do the social media and the social uh, justice bullshit. They're they're huge yeah. on that. So I don't know. Sports are sports is all part of the media machine. Uh, when it comes to a conspiracy, I think it's obvious. I, there's all you know. I can't remember the percentage. It's very high. I'm saying over 60-something percent, and maybe I'm making that up. But <laughs> a huge percentage of NBA refs come from the same town in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, that was from their podcast. They all do. Exactly. <clears throat> it was like 80%, dude. Yeah, it was so high. It it's insane. Crazy. It's an insane number. Yeah. It's mafia-based and owned. NBA has one of the largest, if not the largest, television deal or cable television deal. It's in the billions, man. It's a huge international market. It has to be rigged. You need your stars in the final games and the playoffs. You need the revenue. You need LeBron going for the scoring record so you could sell courtside tickets for 50 G's. Well, that's what I always go back to is, right, you, ha you literally have to rig it. Otherwise, it might not be entertaining, and you can't afford for it to not be entertaining. If you have a billion-dollar right. cable contract, it's not profitable if the Minnesota Timberwolves play the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA Finals. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody well, fucking or, cares, or, or, dude. Or the Timberwolves go up against the Lakers and lose 114 to 60. Like that's, dude. Remember, dude, Mike Tyson was the f revealed how rigged boxing was. 
because he knocked everybody out in 15 seconds. <laughs> and then they were like, all right, everybody stopped buying pay-per-view. <laughs> That's right. And then they guaranteed it would go three rounds. And he never knocked a guy out in the first round after that. Nah, he would just bite their ear off and it would just you know, go into chaos. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when that happened? That was totally fucking insane. Uh, uh, how could I forget, dude? The ear biting? That wow. was a fun time, dude. You know what just hit 25 years? Andrew Cunanan. Wow, man. Yeah. They're, they're, they're releasing a special. They already <clears throat> did a fucking Netflix thing or something on oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's the thing they released. Yeah, it's 25 years. But I saw he it. He killed a... Versace. That's right. Yeah, man. Wasn't he? He killed a ton of people, though. <clears throat> Wasn't he like a. Yeah, uh... he went on a whole... Dude, that guy, he did a whole, like, killing spree up the East Coast and to get to Versace and then killed him. It's kind of weird. We've kind of gone down this road recently. No serial killers. No killing spree, guys. It's all just the uh, the mass shooting stuff. Where I at- heard, I heard a crazy theory about that. Uh, Lay it on me, man. Hell yeah. And I kind of believe it, dude. Like, remember, like Summer of Sam. That's right. Where like you have all these like crazy serial killers things, unsolved uh, mysteries, if you will. So one guy was saying that I heard this. I forgot where I was listening to this. I remember it was two guys arguing. One guy brought up the fact that there's a theory that it's it kind of started around the time the CIA was was experimenting with LSD on the population. Oh yeah, man, for sure they were for sure doing, and that's around the time we started getting these serial killers popped up. That's right. And then it's, you know, we kind of don't get that anymore. So you could say, well, maybe that was CIA. But then this one guy was saying, no, what happened was once you had one or two serial killers, cops around the nation started realizing they could just clear their books. So we found this guy. He killed two, two female prostitutes. Well, I got nine unsolved murder cases, all prostitutes. Let's just blame this guy. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And back then, there wasn't really DNA, shit like that. So you could just do, oh, yeah, all nine prostitutes, he killed them. Yeah, but we had guys like Gacy. No, no, for sure. But, Where's the modern-day Gacy, where... And maybe they're happening, we just haven't heard about it yet, right? Like, how long was Gacy doing his serial killing for before he hit the news? Or See, and I think, I think that's what this guy was, like, really talking I think that's why he was on the money, because, like, guys where you find the bodies in the house, like Gacy, those are one every 20, 30 years. Good you call. know what I mean? Yeah, Those are call. so rare. Well, then are right? we? You, we're overdue what, what do you that? get? The guy that was dumping the, he dumped the prostitute by the river. And then now, guess what? Now we got 40 bodies by the river. <laughs> and it also could be every guy that's killing a prostitute is like, well, I'm going to go dump it by the river. They'll blame that guy. But, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, good call, dude. This one guy was saying how, like, that, that there really wasn't that many serial killers. A lot of murders got pinned on guys. And there's also cases where, like, mentally ill people were taking credit for murders that they didn't do. I have also believed 
wealthy people commit murder and blame it on poor people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I love that South Park where uh, Butters goes missing. Oh, we're doing Is a callback here. Hell yeah. South, South, South Park. Man. When yeah. Butters goes missing and then the all the <laughs> all the parents of the, like the kids that have quote unquote gone missing, they all get together. They're all like, Yes, it was the same Puerto Rican man. <laughs> <laughs> like like, like John Benet Ramsey's parents and everything. That's a crazy one. You know, I'm a Colorado man myself, and that's close to home. Uh, big mystery here still to this day. It's not a mystery. It was the parents. You think they just killed their kid? Something happened. Accidents happened, man. I heard they were friends with Epstein, actually. Were they? they no, were, no, I made they know that Stephen up. Stephen Hawkins? Yeah, I knew that's why I brought <laughs> What is this, Stephen? I kind of looked into it a little bit. Explain it to me. I don't fully <laughs> understand why or how Stephen Hawking's made it to so Epstein we, Island. So we we do talk about a lot of Epstein's Island, dude, and I've really come to the conclusion that he was definitely working uh, working with the Israeli intelligence for sure. And for you know that's guaranteed. And he was you know he had he was protected by U.S. intelligence. And they were literally, I think that this was just a place where they were gathering information on everybody at the time. I think also uh, MI6 is involved as well. I bet they all are. Dude, because I think they, I, I bet they all are. You know what I think it is too, is it's like the U.S. says, you know, we're, we're, we want to gather information on everybody. All your richest, all your tops, you know. And it's just kind of like a mutual thing. Hey, we'll have this island. You know, is Israel, Britain, everybody, all the allies are using it, you know? So, yeah, I've always thought that it was either we're going to trick you or <clears throat> here's the deal. You know, you get all the fame and fortune you want, but you got to go to the island. That could be, man, because... So what happened was on Big St. John Island, Epstein would fund this science gathering where all the top <laughs> scientists would get together, right? All right. All the smartest people in the world. And he would take a handful of the top guys and bring them back to his little St. John Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where all the young ladies happen to be, ladies and fellas. Oh, lady fellas. And, nice. No, no, ladies and fellas. Oh, right. Gotcha. Yeah, and or. <laughs> um, and there's a picture where there's a couple young ladies at a table, and one of them is very close to Stephen Hawking. She's definitely talking to him. It's, it's a little revealing. I didn't find that female to be particularly young looking. I, I looked at the photo. Oh, dude, this was in the 90s, though. You're saying all we look, women looked older? Wow, old. we looked older back then. That girl's only 14. <laughs> <laughs> if you look closely at the photograph, there's some uh, younger looking ladies in the background, it seems. Okay, 
what what gets me though about the picture is it's very obvious these young women, maybe not illegal age, but these young, <laughs> very attractive women are very much out of the league of Stephen Hawking in a wheelchair and the other old, clearly awkward scientist that he's with. You know? And there's also, uh, what's his name? Epstein is in the picture with them, right? Yeah, it's like old men and then these sure. young, attractive women. So, dude, it's obvious what's going on, man. Is it possible? He, w- he went there a few times. <laughs> We're talking Stephen Hawking's. Stephen Hawking, dude. He was fucking Hawking. the young. And I think, I bet you if you look, Neil deGasse went there. Yeah, you, you're hung up on the Neil deGasse, Tyson. Uh, I am assuming... That he did go there. Come on, he's an actor, right? These guys are fucking actors. I think they're at Stephen Hawking. You're right. You didn't know shit about protons. Don't tell me you found the decay rate. You fucking. <laughs> you you think he was an actor? <laughs> Do you think maybe the whole no. shtick in the chair was total bull? He was just putting on a little show. His computer was actually the original Chat GTP. <laughs> it was doing all the talking on its own. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, that is kind of a cool feature of chat GPT or the AI-like for people who maybe lose their speech. You could end up getting something that can speak for you. Yeah, but... It w- huh, good call. A little creepy. Very creepy, but then, But then at what point are you convincing it what to say and it's... Con- Convincing you what to think. Oh, uh, good, good call, my man. That is freaky deaky. Actually, the machine starts <laughs> starts to think for you. No. you know? no, no, it's like forcing you to think what it wants to say, so that it could say what it wants to say. It's like telling you you want the strawberry shake, but you really want the chocolate shake. But the computer's like, no, strawberry shake. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, damn it, I'm saying strawberry shake. Until your end days, you'll be eating strawberry shakes. (laughs) The AI stuff mixed with Elon owning Twitter, which I think is just a way to get the cachet of people's brains, essentially, from the uh, interwebs, and integrate it into AI. With the Neuralink, the satellites, we're entering a, a frightening future. This is dystopian, my man. See, I'm not too worried. I think it's going to end up being really funny because they're using, like, the internet and social media to teach the chat GP, like, these AI And they're bots. wrong. Have you seen this? They're terribly wrong. Um, the new Google one co- cost them $100 billion or something like that today. Oh, dude. No, no, it's so funny because social media is bots. That's right. So they're learning from bots. It's learning from itself. Yeah. All we're going to have is an, an awkward robot that barely speaks English. It's just going to be super woke and sensitive and like get offended from everything. That's all that's <laughs> going to happen. Well, no, because it's reading all the shit on online. So. Well, if everything gets censored, it's going to be part though. of the LGBTQ comi- community, but it's also going to really believe in Q. Oh, and Hitler. It's going to be uh, <laughs> an anti. <laughs> It's going to be a white supremacist, anti-Semite, neo-Nazi Hitler supporter. It's, it's part of the LGBTQ anon <laughs> community. 
yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny stuff, actually. Just the combination of all the extremes, that's all it's going to be. And uh, that's essentially what our fucking society feels like. Unless you really just talk to normal people on a day-to-day level, then you kind of get the... Uh, the middle ground. But. I think, dude, I know. That's why I like, can't listen to any of these podcasts anymore. Because it's like, dude, you guys don't live in the world I live in. On both sides. Yeah, I live a yeah. normal life where everybody's talking and having a good time. You know, hey, there's disagreements sometimes, and we just kind of move past it and talk about something else. Everybody like, can seem to agree that it's freezing fucking cold this winter. And what? No, dude. We've had like six, seven weeks of above uh, average temperatures. Well, that's it. I declare climate change is for real. And uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody get Greta Thunberg on the line for me. How dare you? <laughs> She's fucking Tate in prison right now. Oh yeah, I love your theory. It's the. <laughs> It's the DC KGP. She got him arrested, and then she felt so bad, and she was horny, so she got herself arrested (laughs) for the conjugal visit. Oh, Greta, I didn't know you were such a freak. How dare you, baby? Oh, yeah. Justin Tate, I'll be mopping at 6 (laughs) o'clock. Find me in the day room. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Make sure you recycle that condom. (laughs) It better be sheepskin.